Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilbur. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today because I'm sitting in a restaurant. I'm sitting, you know, during this whole pandemic, we've been kind of quarantined to our homes. We've been stuck getting takeout all the time and doing all these things. And I'm so glad that I'm able to get out and be among people. And we're doing it socially distant, of course, but we're still doing it nonetheless. And today I'm sitting here with Patrick Lewis Chase, one of the proprietors of Feed and Folly which if you haven't noticed it, is a brand new restaurant right before you hit the curve there on uh, North College as you go past downtown Fayetteville. There is a brand new restaurant here. They've got an amazing balcony and an overlook of the Ozark Mountain Range. Like you, you just can't miss it. And so Patrick was kind enough to just connect with me today and for us to chat. And we were joking a little bit about his name because he's got three first names, which is cool. But, uh, 
you know, at first I, I was calling him one thing, but then he told me it was another. And so I, I kind of got the whole story, but I really want you to hear from him. And so without further ado, here with one of the proprietors of Feed and Folly is Patrick Lewis Chase. Patrick, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. good I uh, good. appreciate you coming here and uh, giving us an interview and giving us some press. Absolutely. Uh, we can't wait for this quarantine to be over and uh, have this restaurant <laughs> filled up with a lot of happy, eager people. I yeah. know. I know. That's awesome. Well, I, you know, I'd love for you just to kind of share your story because I think what's really interesting, and this is something that you'll have with you for a very long time, as long as this restaurant is open, is that you originally were open, you're planning to open this at a certain time and you, you know, weren't thinking about COVID-19 or the coronavirus, but all of a sudden that happened. So I'd, I'd love for you just to kind of back up a little bit and tell us about you know, wh- why feed and folly in the first place? And I know you have some other partners that are part of this, and yep. I'd love for you just to kind of share that story. Yeah, absolutely. So it all started a long time ago, probably about five years ago. My partners, Michael and uh, Matt Sutton, were living in Colorado. Okay. They were running a deli, and they were also running the food for a brewery. And so they had set up all the menu and done all the facilitating of that. And I went out there and visited them in Durango, Colorado. Their food was just so good. <laughs> I asked them, you know, what is it going to take to get you guys back home, back to Fayetteville where they went to high school? And uh, they said, we need our own spot. You know, they kind of ran it ground working for other people and opening restaurants and doing it for other people. And so that's kind of when the journey started. Once they got back here, we probably had, I think we had two other locations that we were a day away from signing the lease to. Yep. And it fell through at the last second. And so it took us probably two and a half to three years to end up where we are. Right. But it's exactly where we wanted to be. Uh, one of our goals was to be downtown because we love downtown Fayetteville. And like I said, we, we all grew up here and I went to high school here. And so it was special for us, especially me, because my family has a long history in downtown Fayetteville. And then we also wanted to be in a location that did not, hadn't been anything in a while. Right. Uh, you know, we didn't want to be in a, a location that had been a failed restaurant or a couple different places. You don't need that karma stigma. on you. Yeah, we didn't want yeah. a stigma. And so uh, it was really important for us to get in this building. And this building actually has not been occupied since 1972. Wow. And so it was- What was this building before this? From what we've been told, it was called B&B Automotive. And it was like a, you know, an auto zone or a Napa Auto Parts type store where you could get certain things for your vehicle. And if you talk to anybody that's old school Fable, they, they know, know they what know they, the yeah. Yeah, they were like, exactly. I got my first carburetor here. So <laughs> exactly, something yeah. like that. And so when we got in here, it was nothing. You know, it was <laughs> all the windows broken, the floor was cracked, the ceiling was leaking. And so it, it took a lot of work to get it to where we are now. And we're really proud of it. As far as the name goes, Feed and Folly, that took a long time to get to as well. Matt and Mikey's Great, great, great grandfather is a famous guy in their hometown of Southport, England. Yep. He was known as the Duke of Folly. <laughs> he owned a pub and was one of the first people in that town to um, facilitate changing rooms on the beach to try to get people to visit their town because it was a beach town right, uh, right, right outside of Liverpool. Yep. And so everybody kind of knew him as the Mad Duke. <laughs> uh, he's got a statue in Southport. And so once we kind of figured out that he was the Mad Duke and he had been tagged the Duke of Folly. We, we tried to modernize that name right? and we right. landed on Feed and Folly. Okay. Um, and so our idea was that the feed obviously would be the food part. Yep. The food would be the, or the Folly would be the uh, fun bar aspect of Revelry the Revelry and everything yeah, else that exactly. goes along and with so that. Yeah, exactly. And so it ended up perfect, honestly, you yeah. know, the name and everything. And uh, we, like I said, we, we had that name in our back pocket for a while. 
didn't know that's what we wanted to be called took and then we um, partnered up with archetype which is in south fayetteville they do branding mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and they asked us if we had any names and uh we told them that and they were like that's perfect what do you need us for and right, uh, they right. did the logo and made it look awesome and uh that's kind of where we landed no i love i love the logo and it's like you know you have you have the and in the middle and it goes it goes uh vertical as well as horizontal yep. and it's 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 feed and folly down and then meet and drink across and so it's yeah, i, I sure. really like that yeah the so. meat and drink kind of plays because we're you know, we do a lot of corned beef and pastrami, so it's meat, but it's also like meat people and drink. And so right. it's kind of a double thing. Yeah. So what were you thinking? And I, and I do want to get into the food because I've had, you know, I, I wanted to eat here before I actually sat down with you guys. And folks, I had a, a chicken cheesesteak that was out of this world, served with some fresh potato chips, and they were absolutely amazing. But just tell me a little bit about what you guys, what was your thought process once kind of you realize, oh, crap, we're about to open this restaurant Yep. in the midst of, because I mean, for a while there, I mean, I remember I was traveling as late as February, early oh, for March. Sure, yeah. I was in New York late February. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, we were all of, everybody was living their lives and then all of a sudden it was like shut down. How did that, I mean, what did you, what did you think when that happened? Well, it changed everything for us. We actually had a soft opening on a Sunday okay. and it was the Sunday that people finally started being kind of cautious. And we actually had a lot of people cancel that were coming to the soft opening. We had the soft opening on a Sunday. We opened for a lunch service. And then by the end of the day, Monday, we were just doing takeout. And so, you know, we had this huge plan. We have done everything to finally get our doors open. We had a you know, a rough time with construction, a rough time with the building, a rough time with the city, everything. Yeah. You know, we pretty much hit every obstacle and then we finally opened our doors and then we got smacked with COVID. And so it changed everything for us. It changed the way our kitchen was staffed. It changed the way we put out our food. You know, we never in a million years imagined that the food that we worked so hard on was going to be stuffed in a to-go box and sent out, you know, because we had one of the big things for us was presentation. You know, like all of our food, we're going to have it presented well when it came to the tables. And so that kind of worried us and it changed the game. But uh, the only thing you could do is, you know, hit it, you know, head on and just do anything you can. And um, we've been lucky enough to be getting great support from the local community with takeout and it's kept us going. And like I said, hopefully we're towards the end of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we are, but certainly you've, you've learned how to pivot yeah, and, and provide your services even on the go, which is beneficial. And I think that that might be around for some time. Oh, absolutely. And and so at least you'll have that. Well, tell me about the inspiration behind the food here. And, and, uh, you know, you have, you have a really unique menu. For sure. Uh, Yeah. But I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah. So it really started, like I said, Matt and Mikey have been in the food industry for a really long time. They've done it in Colorado and Durango. They were in Austin, Texas for a while uh, running some restaurants. And then obviously being from England, they had their own idea of what some food should be and what's good. And so um, it's really a combination of everything. You know, their time in Austin, they were around a lot of barbecue. So that's why we have the big smoker and we have smoked meats. Obviously, they're from England. So that's where the fish and chips, the bangers and mash and some other things come, come out of. And then again, they did the deli in Colorado, and that's where they kind of got the corned beef down and the pastrami down and started doing the curing and smoking in-house because they were kind of thrown back when they first got in that deli world and they saw all this packaged meat and all the stuff that was in it and like words they couldn't even pronounce. Right. Like, you know, let's get to the bottom of this and figure out if we can do it ourselves. And they did. And um, so that's, that's one of our big goals is knowing what we're putting in our food and taking that extra step 
to do it the right way and make people feel comfortable yeah. with it. And so, yeah. Well, I think the last time I was here, I saw the KT's produce truck yeah. dropping some stuff off. And I know they deal with a lot of local farmers. And they do, yeah. They they do that. So, I mean, at least you, you have, that's the one great thing about Northwest Arkansas is that there are a lot of local farms. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of local, there's a lot of local providers of, of just great food, period. Exactly. And you're able to kind of tap into that and then share that with the public. Exactly. And we get uh, like all of our ham and uh, pork products comes from Spansley's farm, which is right outside of Harrison. Okay. And uh, I've been to that farm. It's the cleanest farm I've ever been on. Uh, The (laughs) nicest farm. Yeah, for a pig farm. Yeah. (laughs) Nicest folks, you know, that run that place. And so it's really great, like you said, being able to connect with local farmers and and use as much produce and, uh, you know, meat from local places where you know how it's getting raised and, you know, you know the process. And so it's really important for us. And, Hopefully, once the farmer's market comes back, we can walk across the street and start getting some stuff to add to the menu. Yeah, no, I know. And that would that would give a whole new meaning to farm to table. It would, yeah, so. definitely. So what are your thoughts with, you know, with everything that's going on right now? And I know one of your expectations was that you were going to have, you were going to be able to pull on the college crowd. Yep. That's kind of non-existent right now. And I can only imagine that if this, if there was no coronavirus right now, this place would probably be packed because of the time of year that it is with graduation and everything. So how are you hoping to kind of leverage that part of the audience whenever they do come back? And what is your message to them? For sure. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think through social media, we've been pretty blown away with the response we've gotten through um, Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And so just trying to stay connected with with the younger crowds Mm -hmm. through those, you know, avenues, I think is super important. But like I said, we with just the rooftop bar, I think the amount of traffic we get on college, it really has blown us away because we thought we would be not noticed. And then once we put that neon sign up front, we've never stopped putting the phone down. Yeah. And so um, we're hoping, yeah, we're hoping that football season comes back around and we can bank on that because we definitely missed out on graduation this year. Right. Mother's Day. Right. You know, those are really big days for restaurants usually. They are. And uh, we still had great takeout that weekend, but it's still not what we you know anticipated when we first opened that's for sure yeah well i mean hey and listen i mean if like i said if you can survive this then everything else is pretty much it's all gravy after that yeah, that's so. how we feel we feel like i said we the build out the permitting and everything we feel like there's nothing that's been thrown at us that we can't handle at this point and then to top it off with covid you know we feel like we've really gotten through it the best we can and like you like you were saying if we can get through this and everybody can get through this and i think it'll make the community stronger you know, and everything like that. And so, yeah. So tell me now that the, you're, you were kind of at towards the, what we think is the end of this and, and you're about to kind of open up a little bit more. What are your plans with regard to the menu? Are you going to, how often will it change? Can you kind of maybe run us through some of the staple items on the menu? For I mean, sure. you mentioned pastrami. I saw that there's wings on the menu. Yep. You've got a smoker out back, like you said. So I'd love for you just to kind of walk us through that. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, Really, like when the place opens back up, we're really trying to push small plates and appetizers. Sure. Um, that's all that we, we will be serving upstairs once we're fully open. We're not going to do a full menu upstairs. But uh, yeah, our wings are smoked and then fried. Um, mm, so they're really love good. That. We'll have to give you some to yeah. try out. Uh, <laughs> but we do them in three different flavors. Once we finally open again, our plan is to have like a weekly special coming off the smoker, whether it's ribs or maybe just good old fashioned brisket or sure. pork tacos or something like that. And yeah. so, one of our goals when we first opened before COVID hit was always be evolving, always have specials and be trying out new things to share with everybody. So that's our goal for if we can get through this. And um, we'll be doing brunch on Saturday and Sundays. Okay. 
once we get back open. And then on Sunday nights, we'll be doing a English roast option for dinner. Oh, nice. And it'll be kind of like you can either get it for two or four people. Mm-hmm. And it'll be almost like a family style thing. But that's, again, something that Mikey and Matt had back home in England. That was really big at all the local pubs is every Sunday they'd have a different roasted meat. But again, some of our big things and the things that have been the most popular are obviously the cheesesteak that you uh, mentioned earlier. Our Philly cheesesteak is really, really good. It's and, really good. Um, if you don't do it with chicken, we use really thinly sliced tri-tip, yep. which is really, really good. Our fish and chips has been a big hitter, which is an eight-ounce cod that we beer batter in-house and we use the uh, Fossil Cove, La Brea Brown in our beer batter. So Ooh. we use a local beer right. uh, for it. And it's been very popular too. Another item that's been a top seller is our Reuben okay. and our hot pastrami. Both of those meats we cure in-house. We smoke the pastrami, we boil the corned beef, but it, you know those take five to six days to do. Sure. And so it's a long process, but I think once you taste it, you can, you can see why we do it. It's a labor of love and it's just so good. The other item that's probably been one of our more popular ones is the crispy pork belly. Okay. It's one of the appetizers, but it's basically pork belly that we cook and then we douse it in our June Tao sauce, which is one of the wing flavors, grill it, make it crispy. And then we have these little Asian pancakes with cucumbers and accoutrement. You can kind of build your own little taco and eat. Yeah. And so that's people have really enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. I think that's, you're, you're making my mouth more here, but uh <laughs> Like I said, right now, I can only speak for the the cheesesteak. It was out of this world. I would eat it on a daily basis. It's that good, folks. So I really want to encourage you to get down here to feed and folly and support what these guys are doing. And I think, and I don't know, I don't know how to describe this. And I'm going to call you Lewis. Yeah, Um, please. Yeah. uh, I don't know how to describe this, but one of the things that I am rooting for is I know a lot of other people are are for small businesses like yours to succeed in spite of everything else that's going on out there. For sure. I've talked to a lot of my friends that are local restaurant owners. I had Hannah Withers on this podcast a long time ago that owns Maxine's Tap Room, as well as the Leverett Lounge. And you know, she wrote an amazing article in Medium, which I referenced in a, in a newsletter a few weeks back, and just kind of talking about the plight of the service worker and the restaurant owner, right? And it's just... It's a very difficult time. Let's just be honest. It I, mean, is, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm calling it what it is. And not that anybody that is a, a restaurateur ever imagined themselves being in this current situation. But I think, I guess my question to you specifically would be, what has your big takeaway been in this process? And I know if you, if you had, to, had it to do all over again, you know, a year ago, would you still have entered into what you guys are doing with Feed and Folly? I think so, to be honest with you. It's something that we've wanted to do for a really long time. And uh, obviously, we couldn't have predicted that when we opened, it was going to be what we opened into. And honestly, yeah, well, I would do it all over again. Like I said, the thing that's made us feel so special is one of the things is our employees mm-hmm. are all great people. Yeah. They've never come in here down about the situation. You know, they're always positive, always happy to be here and do anything, whether it's paint or help you know do something that might not be related to the food industry right just to get some hours and stuff and everybody's been so helpful and honestly the thing that i take Mm -hmm. away is i think that it showed me how great the Fayetteville community really is because we've gotten such great support and we've gotten so many people that have reached out bought gift cards and just tell us how happy they are that we're here and have been helping us and so like, like i said we we are just looking forward to the day that we can kind of repay that favor and let people come in here and give them a great meal and a great atmosphere. A great experience. You know, and a great experience. Right. So that's really what we're excited about. Okay. All right. That's great. I love that. Now, 
is are plans in the works for you guys to do catering as well, or will you be able to accommodate that if somebody comes here and is blown away by your food and says, "You know what, Lewis, I, I want you to replicate this meal here at my house. I'm I've got fifteen people or twenty people coming, and I want you know, are you guys able to do that? Or I think at first we're not going to just because once we it's kind of a learning experience for us too with like our kitchen and our, like what capacity like if our restaurants full can we handle doing some you know, big catering thing. Right. And so I think at first, if we do do catering, we're going to offer like smoked items. Okay. You know, so like if you come to us and say, hey, I'm having a party, I want to have Feed and Folly cater it, we'd probably give you a catering menu that might be different than the in-house menu. Sure. There might sure. be some options from the in-house on that as well, like the wings or something, but it might be look a little bit different, but we want to definitely get to the point where we can do catering. And, you know, we have that huge smoker out back and we definitely want to be able to use that and uh, utilize it as much as possible yeah i I know that there's a football team just over the hill just over the hill likes likes their barbecue and likes their smoked meats so sure i think you have a built-in audience for that yeah no we're hoping so too and uh like i said we're hoping to be able to touch as many people as possible and it's just about getting through it and working out the process but we'll get there eventually and hopefully be able to handle everything that's thrown at us yeah. No, well, that's awesome. I mean, as I look around, I mean, folks, you got to come in here. They've got, it looks like all of this was custom made. Yeah. So a company out of Garfield, Arkansas, they're called Rack and Sack Kilns. Okay. And I got a card, I can give it to you, but they did all of our tables, our bench work, and they're just really great guys. All the live edge bar uh, slabs they did as well. Um, and they just really knocked it out of the park. And not to mention that they're great at their job. They're also just really cool, people. nice people. Yeah, yeah. No, and they're that, supposed to be upgrading their facility and, and having a showroom up there. Uh, I'm not sure if they're open yet or if they're still in that process, but really yeah. cool, really cool guys and really great work. I mean, to me, when you look at this restaurant, it, is it, they're very clean lines. I mean, you've got uh, exposed um, brick walls uh, or cinder block walls that have been painted. You've got fixtures that just kind of come off of the walls that really, I mean, just everything in here looks clean. Yeah. That's the aesthetic that I see. And it's, it's a very, it's the kind of place where you'd want to sit down and, you know, with a bunch of friends and just hang out and, you know, spend a great Friday evening. Just. Yeah, for sure. That was, you know, one of our goals when we first opened this place was to match the food with the atmosphere. And we really wanted it to be an experience in somewhere that you felt really comfortable coming into sitting and staying a while yeah, and want to hang out at. And so, like I said, everything that we did, we tried to stay local as possible. Like the tables, you know, obviously Rack and Sack's a local company. We have local art, you know, like some of the paintings we have around are Mm -hmm. all local and it's all old school pictures of Fayetteville. And so, like I said, we just really tried to build this with all of our friends and all the people that were local to make it a really special place. And one of our goals as well was, you know, the building was very old and uh, nasty and we didn't want to take too much away from that. We wanted it to still look like the old building that was here and keep it clean and simple. And so yeah. that's what we tried to do. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, sometimes a good coat of paint cures a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, so. right? And you guys did a really good job of that. So I really like it. And, and certainly we, we will share some of the pictures of the restaurant on the show notes. And what's the best way for people to reach out and connect with you guys online? So right now, uh, our website is is up with our menu on it, but uh, it's getting built to be a little bit more interactive, right, as we sure. speak. And so that should be done in the next few months. But Facebook and honestly, Instagram is probably the two avenues that we check the most. Yeah. And, and it's easiest to get a hold of us and communicate with us. Okay. All right. And then so 
The website is, is it feedandfolly.com? Yes, spelled out and. Okay, yeah. Yep. So with the and. and, we'll and make same it, with the IG, it's spelled out and. And, and yep. okay, feed and folly. Okay, yeah, we'll make sure we put all that information on the show notes so people know how to connect and reach out with you. And I've posted a couple of things about feed and folly. And again, when I saw this coming up, because I would pass by here every day, I was like, man, I got to check this place out. And then things happened, but I finally got in here. And so I want to encourage everybody listening to definitely come and check out Feed and Folly. Come and check out what Matt and Mikey and Lewis are doing and just, you know, another really good establishment in downtown Fayetteville and not a moment too soon, especially with everything that's been going on and we've been cooped up in our houses. You got to get out some and and, uh, and get back to things. That's the only way that we're going to move uh, forward. society forward. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's Come great. out and check us out. Check the rooftop views out. You know, that's yeah. what we're hoping um when we do open, that will be the first phase is opening the rooftop to let people sit out there. Like I said, every you can see almost all the way to West Fork. You got the Mount Sequoia cross. You yep. can see at night lit up. You've got the Alex Diaz painting on the square. You can see the old courthouse, the graduate. And so you can really see all of Fayetteville from up there. And we're, we're super proud of it and can't wait for people to be able to enjoy experience that view. It. Yeah, yeah, experience no, it. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, man, that's great. I, I really appreciate you. Like I said, even just taking the time out of your schedule to sit down with us here at I Am Northwest Arkansas and just kind of share a little bit about your story. Because as I tell people all the time, stories matter. For and, sure, yeah. And so we want people to be aware of why you're doing this and how you are persevering, even in spite of everything else that's going on. And so- that's all we have. So I, I really appreciate you taking time, Lewis, to connect with us today. No, hey, I really appreciate you coming and spending time with us and uh, helping us get our name out there. Absolutely. You know, we can't wait. Yeah. So folks, you've heard it here first. If you come in here, mention that you heard about it on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. L- let Lewis and Matt and Mikey know and, and then, you know, basically share on social media or any other way, you know, what you think about the food, how good it is. And as these guys continue to iterate and come up with new ideas, and as they form new recipes and share those with the public, definitely let them know and thank them and help them know how much you appreciate things. So that's all we have for this week. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us wherever great podcasts can be found. We'd appreciate it if you would rate or review the podcast. Let us know what you think. If there's anything we need to do better, please let us know about that as well. You can find us online at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere that uh, there's social media, you will find I Am Northwest Arkansas. That's all that we have for you this week. Remember, our episodes come out every Monday, so we will see you next week. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.